What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Taglier. We are here with a special episode. It is Sunday morning in my household, and I'm actually recording a quick-hitting podcast for you guys because Antonio Brown has officially been traded. The Steelers moved him to the Oakland Raiders for a third and fifth round pick. Now, before a lot of you are like, wait a minute, a third and fifth round pick? Why didn't my team trade for that? Not only do you have some of the the diva issues right now, right? But the the big holdup in this deal, the reason that it took so long to go through was because Antonio Brown wanted a new contract. Even though he had three years left on his deal, he ended up getting $20 million more added on and he's getting $30 million guaranteed from the Raiders. So basically this trade, apparently the Steelers had been offered higher draft picks, but uh, the holdup was that Antonio Brown was not going to go to the new team uh, unless he got a new deal. So that was the holdup. That's the reason that he went to the Raiders. That's the reason that all the other teams backed away because they were unwilling to give him a new contract. Now let's talk about what this means from a fantasy perspective because that's obviously why you're tuning in. So Antonio Brown leaving Ben Roethlisberger is going to have an effect on his value. The question is how much? And, you know, the biggest eye-opener for me when I started doing my research when all this trade, you know, these trade talks started taking place was that Antonio Brown, this is the biggest takeaway, and I'm going to put it right at the front so you guys can take it away. So in 2018 alone, Antonio Brown seen 13 or more targets in 7 of 15 games. Okay, like stop and think about that, like how ridiculous that is, that target share, okay? Looking at Derek Carr's five-year career, five years, you know, he's all, he's missed a game here and there. There has been just 11 times in his entire career where he's targeted any wide receiver, not just one, any wide receiver, at least 13 times. So that kind of goes to show you that Antonio Brown is not going to have the high volume that he's had with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, going over the last six years where Antonio Brown has been a staple, you know, top three fantasy pick, he has averaged 11.14 targets per game in that stretch. That translates to 178.3 targets in a 16-game season. Over the last 10 years, do you know how many wide receivers hit that number? In any season, not averaged, hit that number in any season, nine of them, only one of them, only one of them who actually hit that number more than once. And in fact, this was like an eye opener, right? That 178 target mark that he's been averaging over the last six years on a per game basis. AJ Green has never seen more than 178 targets in a season. So it kind of goes to show you that Antonio Brown has been seeing elite volume and Ben Roethlisberger, no matter how you feel about the guy, no matter how you feel, if he's a Hall of Famer or not, you know, I've been on that argument back and forth with people. I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer. And I think that you have to take that in consideration when you talk about Antonio Brown and the situation that he fell into, you know, like Le'Veon Bell. He's another one that's going to move on, you know, from the Steelers. And I happen to believe that his value in fantasy football is going to drop immensely. So talking about Antonio Brown, do I think he's a special talent? I absolutely do. Do I think he's one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game? Yes, I do. I also happen to believe that you saw elite, consistent production because he was tied to a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback in a scheme that allowed him to get that many targets. Now, going to Oakland, what does that mean? I... And this is not, this is going to be a very unpopular take, but I think you're going to see shades of Amari Cooper and Antonio Brown now that he's on the Raiders. Why do I say that? 
they're a lot more similar than I think people want to admit. Okay. They're not big, you know, they're not contested catch wide receivers. They're not six foot four. They're not going to jump up in the red zone and snag the ball out of the air. He's not a Michael Crabtree type receiver, Antonio Brown. He's more Amari Cooper. These guys rely on their footwork. They have great stop and go speed. And they're just, they're very smart when it comes to getting separation. You know, that's why when I say they're similar, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Amari Cooper is as good as Antonio Brown. He's not. I love Amari Cooper, but he's not Antonio Brown. With that being said, do I believe that Antonio Brown is going to make Derek Carr look that much better? No, I don't. And, you know, you guys are going to hate me on that one because I think a lot of people are, are assuming that just because Antonio Brown's an all-time great means that he's going to do massive things in Oakland. And I just don't believe that that's the case. I believe, and I've said it on this show multiple times, that I believe coaching matters more than most think. I believe that a bond with a quarterback matters than most think. I believe that Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger, they improv better than anyone maybe any other duo in the NFL. Like when the play broke down and Roethlisberger was directing traffic, him and Antonio Brown have a special connection. And, you know, with, with Antonio Brown now going to Derek Carr, will he make him better? You know, will those two work on that relationship? Absolutely, they're going to do that. But do you think it's going to happen in one year? I mean, Antonio Brown, every touchdown pass that he's ever caught in his entire career has come from Ben Roethlisberger. So that chemistry has been built, you know, over a long period of time. Antonio Brown, he's been in the league since 2010, been on the Steelers the entire time with Roethlisberger. Uh, We saw him play with other quarterbacks in Pittsburgh, and that didn't really go so well. So dial back those expectations Uh, in regards to how I feel about Antonio Brown in 2019 to sum things up. I do believe he's going to be around that 150 target mark, which is that's plenty of targets to do some damage. I do believe there's also going to be some inconsistency in his game. You're not you're not going to see him. You know, there was a stretch during his time in Pittsburgh where it was like you could almost guarantee five catches, 50 yards, a touchdown every other game that it was like locked in you could just guarantee it but now I think you're going to see more ups and downs and that's why when I say that you're going to see some shades of old Amari Cooper that's what's going to happen you know you saw Amari leave Oakland and then go to Dallas and start doing some work Amari Cooper during his time with Derek Carr he saw five or less targets in 18 different games that was over a span of just over three years guys 18 different games with five targets or less Going back to the start of 2013, Antonio Brown has seen at least five targets or more in all but three games. That's crazy, guys. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, dial back expectations for Antonio Brown. What is he worth in 2019 drafts? My take on this one, he is not worth a top five wide receiver selection. I was actually going through the names uh, and, and, you know, how I'd rank them, you know, going in. I would take guys like Odell Beckham over him. I'd take Tyreek Hill over him. AJ Green, I would take over Antonio Brown right now. I think the area he belongs in right now in rankings comes around guys like Amari Cooper, guys who are going to see those targets in their offense. You know, is Dak Prescott going to deliver more fantasy points per target than Derek Carr? Is that possible? It absolutely is possible. So I think Amari Cooper's in that conversation. I think Mike Evans, you know, with Chris Godwin coming up, Bruce Arians coming to town, there's a lot changing with Tampa Bay. I don't know if Mike Evans sees the volume he's been getting over the last few years. Keenan Allen's in that conversation with the health issues he's had over the years, uh, with Mike Williams emerging in that offense. Juju Smith-Schuster now. I think that those guys can be put in a similar conversation. And if someone told me they wanted to take Juju Smith-Schuster over Antonio Brown, I don't know if I would necessarily disagree with them. I'm not going to rank them that way right now. And that this is a good segue to go into you know what it means for everybody else, the fallout of this trade. 
Juju Smith-Schuster is a is a good player. He's a solid NFL player. I like him. I liked him uh, when he was drafted two years ago now. I liked him more than most analysts did, and I felt like the hate went too far the other way. And I was like, why do people... Because he was... At once, he was considered a top six rookie pick. And then all of a sudden, he fell out of the first round in rookie drafts. And I was like, why don't people like Juju? I, I felt like he improved at USC. He was getting better. And then coming to the NFL, falling into the Steelers' lap and playing opposite Antonio Brown them able to use him in the slot as much as they have. I don't think people understand what it means to lose that because I don't know if the Steelers are going to bring in another, you know, X wide receiver that is going to come in and play opposite James Washington. And they're going to keep Smith Schuster in the same role. If that happens, I love it. Okay. I love it for Juju. But the issue right now is that they're going to ask him to play on the perimeter a lot more. And what does that mean? That means he's going to see a lot of top-tier cornerbacks. When Juju plays in the slot, I've done a study on this, and I'll do it again this offseason. When a wide receiver, an alpha wide receiver, like a Julio Jones, like you know, like a Juju, like an Antonio Brown, when these guys go in the slot, they do so much more damage, and it's, it's worth, from a fantasy point-per-target perspective, that's where the damage is done and it's worth so much more than a perimeter target because a lot of the time when they play in the slot, they're playing against a nickel cornerback. That nickel cornerback means he's only that guy only comes in the field when there's a three wide receiver set and they're asking him to cover the slot. A lot of top tier perimeter cornerbacks like Patrick Peterson do not go into the slot to cover the the top tier wide receivers. So you're eliminating that risk of, you know, running with that top tier corner. Now, moving forward, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to see a lot more top-tier cornerbacks. I think he's not going to be playing in the slot nearly as much as he has. I think you're going to see a lot of Juju and James Washington on the perimeter, Ryan Switzer in the slot. I would imagine they're probably going to draft a wide receiver, but does that guy contribute right away? There's so many questions about the Steelers team, but guys, I urge you right now to that to say what Juju Smith-Schuster, just because Antonio Brown's gone, it doesn't mean he's going to get more targets. Looking at the target share last year, Juju had 166 targets, guys. Like, that's a lot. I, like, I don't I don't know if many people realize just how many targets that is because there were only, I think it was three wide receivers, Antonio Brown was one of them, who had more targets than Juju Smith-Schuster last year. So it's not like you're going to be like, oh, well, he went from 166, he's going to go to 190. I don't see that being the case. I do think he's going to be a highly targeted wide receiver, and that's why no matter where he's at on the field, I think he is going to be worth a top 12 wide receiver selection. I just urge you to approach with caution because Antonio Brown being gone is going to change the way the defenses approach Juju Smith-Schuster. That's my biggest takeaway there. Ben Roethlisberger, the fallout with him, we didn't like him to begin with as a as a top 12 guy. And I say that because he was more streamer. Like you wanted to play him at home. You wanted to play him in games that were going to be a shootout on the road. You always had hesitance to do that. Now losing Antonio Brown, his go-to target, that is negatively going to impact him. Ben Roethlisberger, I do not believe that he will be ranked in my top 15 quarterbacks uh, in 2019. I haven't gone through projections just yet, uh, but I, I, I will tell you this, that Ben Roethlisberger, do not draft him as your starting quarterback in 2019. This move negatively impacts him. And I don't think it helps Juju Smith-Schuster, guys. I think that the Steelers, un unfortunately, if you're a Steelers fan, I think all of this happening right now, I think there's a shift going on in the AFC North right now. I think that you have the Ravens uh, changing their identity, moving away from like the, the team that's known to be like defense heavy, you know, with Joe Flacco at the helm. They, they've lost so many defensive players while well, they're about to in free agency. They cut Eric Weddle. Uh, they're moving forward Lamar Jackson. They're going through a change right now. The Steelers... They might be going through a similar change, you know, losing Antonio Brown, losing Le'Veon Bell. 
does Ben Roethlisberger go on the trade block? I, I mean, it's a team that I don't think they're built to win a Super Bowl right now. You don't lose superstars and get closer to winning a title. I understand that Antonio Brown was becoming a cancer in that locker room. They had to do something about it. I don't fault them for what they did. I think they had to do what they did. And I, I don't think they could have found someone that was willing to give them more than a third and fifth round pick while taking out a contract with a guy that it just sounded like he just didn't care anymore. But going over to the Raiders side of things, does this mean that Derek Carr is now a fantasy starter? No, I, I don't. I mean, I think it's going to help Derek Carr for sure. And, you know, now that John Gruden's been there a year, now that Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator, has been there a year, I do believe that there's there's changes that are improving Derek Carr's stock. But let's not pretend that Derek Carr didn't have some good weapons, you know, over the last couple of years. You know, Michael Crabtree and Amari Cooper they're no slouches, okay? Uh, they're, they're solid NFL players. Michael Crabtree, was he nearing towards the end of his career? Yeah, but he played extremely well with Derek Carr. Like, those two had a bond in the red zone. Amari Cooper, phenomenal wide receiver. Phenomenal. And I, and I say that over and over again because I think people underestimate the talent of Amari Cooper because of how much his talent went to waste in Oakland. Now seeing it in Dallas and seeing him get the targets that he was supposed to get, is there still some inconsistency in his game? Yes, there is. Is there going to be some inconsistency in Derek Carr's game, even with Antonio Brown? Yes. So that's why I'm saying I think Derek Carr is going to become more appealing as a streamer, but I don't see him passing guys like Mitch Trubisky that you're going to draft him just because they snagged Antonio Brown. I still feel like this is a team that you really don't want to have a whole lot of parts to. I think Antonio Brown is worth a top 10 wide receiver selection. Just don't think that I would go much higher than that. I think his best ball shares take a slight hit too. You know, Jared Cook, he's someone that even if he does re-sign with the Raiders, he's going to be a free agent here uh, starting on Monday. So, you know, they wanted to re-sign him. I don't know if this changes that. I don't know if the Raiders want to add another wide receiver because looking at the wide receiver core, Antonio Brown, yes, he he, he improves it significantly, but you still have 33-year-old Jordy Nelson about to be 34. You still have Seth Roberts, who is a below average slot receiver, Marcel Aitman, a late round pick. I, I still feel like there's improvements to be made to that wide receiver core. I don't know if we've seen everything they're going to do on the offense because they still have a lot of draft picks. They have three first round picks. They only give up a third and fifth for Antonio. So they have a lot of room to work with. I feel like they're still going to add some players on offense. So I don't th I don't think this is finished yet. But if for whatever reason, they do resign Jared Cook. His stock has plummeted. He is not seeing 100 targets. He's not going to top 800 yards like he did for the first time in his NFL career. Like Jared Cook, get rid of him in Dynasty. Like if you own him right now and people are willing to trade you anything for him, get rid of him right now while you can. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. It was a special one. It was just one that we wanted to get something out there because we know a lot of people out there are craving the information and asking, what does this mean for Antonio Brown? We do have another episode coming up this week. I think Bobby's going to rejoin the podcast with me once again, but thank you as always for tuning in. We greatly appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to head over to our contest page, fantasypros.com forward slash contest. We are giving away an Amari Cooper signed Cowboys helmet. That's right. Not Raiders guys. Go and do that, and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, lights out. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.